You're listening to the Restoring Hope Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt Till. Welcome to the Restoring Hope Podcast, your weekly no-fluff dose of inspiration to believe that hope is never lost, faith is not dead, and a better tomorrow is coming. Well, welcome to another week of the Restoring Hope Podcast. This is episode number four. Today we're talking about embracing the new normal. Anyone liking the new normal right now? (laughs) Schooling those kids at home, working from home, endless Zoom calls. You about tired of that? Yeah, and I think we're about with you, to be honest with you. So yeah, this new normal thing is uh, through a pandemic is kind of fun at times and really frustrating at other times. And I know so many of you are just hungry for what is and what was and maybe not what is, but what was and I want to go back to normal. I want to go back to the way it was. <laughs> and uh, to be honest with you, I'm I'm a lot like that too. And, you know, perhaps you've probably been, some of you might be struggling with this um, a lot. And uh, boy, I hope I'm not triggering, triggering you today, but I want to kind of get us <clears throat> thinking forward. I want to get us thinking ahead. I want us to have a, a sense of faith and hope that really looks at the future and looks at tomorrow. But as I said in the first episode of this podcast is we've got to really deal with the real things. We've got to deal with what is in front of us in order for us to rediscover and reimagine the hope and the faith that we actually have and really address our fundamental beliefs. And so part of that, I think, is having to embrace a sense of new normalcy. And, you know, the pandemic, I think, is one part of this. And, and, and we know that things will start to go back to normal. We will go shopping again. We will be with people again. The kids are going to get back in school again. Uh, you're going to go back to the office. Um, those things are going to happen. But something has been happening underneath all of this. And if you've been paying attention, if you've been looking, if you've been watching, if you've um, been reading you will see that for a number of years, there have been shifts taking place over the last decade or two in our society and in our world. And the pandemic has only brought much of that to life. Uh, Injustice, inequality, um, racial (laughs) reconciliation that has yet to fully happen. And, um, And so there are multiple things that are coming to play here. And we're starting to recognize it. Um, and we're starting to see it. And there are things that are changing in our world. We are far more global, diverse society. Uh, the things, the traditions, the beliefs that we used to have um, back, you know, in, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And thinking about just kind of like those, the way it was before um, and, and the belief system that even predates that isn't really working for us anymore. Um, you see it play out in our politics. Uh, you see it play out um, in our, in, in, even in within our church communities and our faith communities. There's, there's kind of a divide. There, there's this sense of progressive moving forward. And then there's the conservative, keep it the way it's been. If it's not broke, don't fix it crowd. And, and I don't mean to demean anybody here, and I'm not trying to suggest that we all need to become uh, liberal or progressive in, in any particular way from a political standpoint. What I'm simply trying to draw our attention to is that the ground has been shaking. And the main point I want to draw out here today is this, that 
Um, when we experience significant trials, when we experience significant difficulties, and even more importantly, tragedy in our life, it begins to test our belief. It tests our beliefs, our belief systems, the things that we hold close and dear. It rattles them. It shakes them up. It turns the world upside down. And then it makes you, and then it tries to stand you back upside again. You ever go on the tilt-a-whirl and it swings you around and around and around and around, and then you just try to get off right away? Um, over the summer, we got a little family getaway, and our kids played on one of those. They had this... Um, uh, the old school, the big round, um, you know, tilt-a-whirl kind of thing. I don't want to call it tilt-a-whirl, but it, you, the kids, it was a big metal platform with handlebars, and you know, you used to swing and run that thing around and get them as fast as you possibly can. Uh, you might remember them from the school playground. They don't make them too much anymore, but we found one, and our kids just loved that thing, and I was like nauseous just even look, watching them <laughs> ride this thing. But you'd run it really fast, and then you'd bring it to a stop, and they try to get off, and you know, they're they're falling all over the place that's what tragedy does this is what trials and difficulties do it 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 disorients us and then through the disorientation we need to figure out well which way is up again what what kind of ground am i standing on and then when you go through significant seasons and significant uh, tragedy especially when it's not just you locally or just you like a family member or something really hard happens in your life but when we go through this as a society we go through, through this as a global community it actually begins to threaten and question a lot of things. And and I'm of the belief that actually that's a good thing. That's actually the good thing because uh, we actually all need to be go through growth experience. We all need to go through these kind of trials. Um, we all need to experience um, this kind of, I wouldn't say suffering, um, although that can be part of it. it. We all need to experience our worlds getting rattled <laughs> because that's how we grow. That, that's how we progress forward. That's how we allow ourselves to challenge the fundamental belief systems that we have in order to discover the ones that are the one that is going to hold, um, the one that is going to endure. And that's where we find our shared hope. That's where we find our shared faith. And that's where we begin to change the world together. Now, I really do believe we're entering into some new era. In new days, um, the, the, we are going into uh, 2021. I think with fresh thinking and perspective, and um, and yet at the same time, there is this sense of I just want to go back to the way it was, and and I think that there is no going back. Time is linear; it's always moving forward, and I think we have to recognize that. And I think the the sooner we do that, the, the sooner we're going to be healthier people. <laughs> the sooner we recognize what has been lost, and then we begin to move forward and do the right thing, then we're gonna. That's where we're gonna find healing. That's where we're gonna find hope. That's where we are going to be able to test and work together, and that's where we're gonna be able to uh, find redemptive. Um, hope and grace and, and things for one another. And that's how we're going to be able to find commonality together. So old habits, old traditions, old behaviors, the ways of doing things, and even some of our old values are changing. And uh, I think some of those things, a lot of those things need to carry through and will carry through um, by just nat- nature of who we are. But some of them are going to get tested. They're going to be refined and the question for us is, are we adaptable people? Are we able to be adapted? Are we adapting? Are we willing to adapt? And are we willing to change? 
So in the New Testament scriptures, um, James writes uh, in a short little book, um, and it writes an encouraging note. And it's actually a very challenging one, to be honest with you, but it's also one to be meant of encouragement. And he opens it with this in, in chapter one. He says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, that usually strikes us differently. And if you've been in the church for a while, you you are very familiar with this passage. Um, and usually we kind of just put a rosy picture on it, like consider it joy when you go through a trial, right? And we talk about spiritual trials and dry seasons and things like that. And for those of you who aren't a part of the church right now or nauseated by that kind of, you know, that kind of speak, uh, that's fine. This is for you too, because I think you recognize that when we go through trials, they are hard and nobody wants to go through tragedy or trials um, or disaster. Nobody wants to go through that. Nobody wants to suffer. I, I, you can't blame anybody who wants to go through any sort of that kind of despair and suffering. But James here is calling us to say when you encounter them, because there is no ignoring them. And I think there's a movement oftentimes in our faith communities, amongst Christianity and other forms of it, that try to avoid the suffering and what we do is we kind of have this faith over fear kind of mentality where we just kind of claim a faith and claim a hope and we just ignore reality around us and then we just say everything's fine <laughs> everything's great god's good and i think there's something to be said about positivity and positive reinforcement but you know the scriptures speak very often to our speaks into the fear speaks into tragedy speaks into hard things in order for us to look back, reflect, and to pursue growth. And so here's a, a, just a great example of that. When, when, we, when, when, when the troubles come your way, they're going to come. There's no avoiding it. Consider it an opportunity for joy. And he continues. He says, for you know that when your faith is tested, and I'm going to say your hope or your beliefs, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Meaning you're going to be, you're going to experience a, a level of growth. You're going to experience a level of um, maturity in your life when you go through these things. And he's even calling us to say that when your faith is tested, when your faith is tested, when your beliefs are tested, when your hope is tested. You know, in the, in the Christian faith, there, especially in the conservative faith, there's a huge movement to, to try to reduce any sort of doubt. We're all about assurance of faith. Um, and I believe in the assurance of faith. I believe that faith can be assured. But we're so focused on it sometimes that we forget that real people go through real doubts. And they go through real trials and they go through real questioning. And if you're a Christian on the other side of this right now, listening, and if you've been kind of been putting away the doubts, if you've been kind of shoving down and, and, and just stuffing the concerns, the doubts, um, the, the uncertainties, I, I want to give you permission to leak some of that out right now. Don't do it all at once. Cause that might be disastrous for you, but I'm just saying, just, just leak some of that out for a little bit. Be, allow yourself to dig into some of those things. Pick one or two of them and just say, I want to explore that further. I want to get to understand that. How is it that my beliefs are, what is it that I've been believing? And how is it that the, the challenges that I'm facing today, whether it's related to what's going on globally or just you as in your own personal life, how is that challenging my fundamental beliefs right now? 
And what is it that I need to explore further to see will the belief still hold out? And and potentially the 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 foundation, what we're really trying to explore here is our actual fundamental ideology, or in other words, the the absolute uh, core loyalties that we have. What are the fundamental loyalties, our ultimate loyalties to? Because that's what we want to get down to, because that at the end of the day is we want to make sure we're standing on something and that we're believing in something and hoping in something that can endure and can transcend circumstance. Now, I believe that the hope that we have in the scriptures found in the hope of Jesus Christ is in fact that, and we can find it there. But it's so more nuanced and complex, I think, at times that we're willing to give humanity credit for. And I think God's creative uh, work credit for. And so we have to go through journeys. This is a journey. Life is a journey. We are pilgrims on the way. And so we need to be pilgrims. We need to, we need to journey. We need to be sojourners. We need to experience the snake bites. We need to experience the harsh weather. We need to experience the ups and downs, the broken wagon, the, the, the dead horse. We need to experience the hardship of journey and sojourning because it's there when we are tested that we test the fundamental loyalties And if we find ourselves that our lives are crumbling around us right now because of circumstances beyond our control, it's about high time we reevaluate the things that we've been trusting in, the things that we've been hoping in and having faith in. Because what often happens when when we react negatively and sometimes in a, or we get into depressive places or discouraged places or feeling hopeless or despair, many times it's because our hope is threatened, our faith is threatened, our beliefs are threatened. And maybe because we know deep down that perhaps they're not going to stand up to the changes that are happening in the world. Now, I believe in God's sovereignty. I believe God is, um, knows everything. And I believe that God sees all this. And I believe that none of this is outside of his, um, is outside of his viewpoint of what's happening in this world. He, he sees it all and he knows it all. And, and, and God is working out his plan. He's working out through his grace, a, a better plan. He, he's uniting the world to himself. And the question is, am I going to be on board with that program or am I going to reject that program? Even when it doesn't fit my own vision of what I think that might be. And it requires us to be challenged and it requires us to rethink sometimes our beliefs and our fundamental understanding and to dig into things like theology and to explore those things for ourselves. Remember, we're sojourners. We're journeymen and women. We're going on the journey. We, we, we must explore these things and allow it to test us and to be shaped by it and then embrace the journey rather than holding on to just all the good old days or what was. You see, hope and faith, it always looks forward into the future. Hope does not, always, does not look backwards. Faith can rest on what has occurred. We can have hope and faith because of the evidence and the things that we've seen and the, the works that we've experienced in the past. But hope and faith always move us 
forward. They propel us forward. And so if you're feeling stuck today, if you're feeling stuck this week as we approach Christmas and your Christmas plans are all but obliterated, <laughs> that, that would be a normal experience. But let us test those plans. What are they there for? Why do I celebrate Christmas? Why do I celebrate the holidays? Why do I get together with my family? What is the intent that was supposed to be here? And does my belief system, does the person who I am supposed to be, the created being, the unique individual that God has made me to be, can that person still live? Can that person still thrive? Can that person exist for the benefit and the welfare of others? moving forward in this new world that I live in? I believe the answer is a a 100% yes. You are not defined by the moment of today, but rather hope and faith moves forward. We are propelled forward. We are people meant to redeem and shape tomorrow. A better tomorrow is, in fact, coming. Well, thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Restoring Hope podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and joining me on this journey. I've already heard from a number of you that are listening in, and I'm just glad that you're here. And I'm glad that you're listening, and I'm grateful for it, all two of you. (laughs) There's a few more than than you, but you make it worth it, and I really do mean that. You make this worth it for me. Well, I want to uh, just ask two things of you for those of you who are listening. One, subscribe. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Restoring Hope podcast. Search for it in your favorite uh, podcast app, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. We're there. And then number two, share it. Share the, the Restoring Hope podcast with your friends and your family. If you're benefiting from this, don't keep a good thing to yourself. Love your neighbor by sharing this podcast with someone else as well. Well, I'm Matt Till, and thanks for listening to the Restoring Hope podcast. We'll talk again next week.